You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Archery Unfiltered, the show that cuts out all the nonsense and gets right to the core of what it takes to make you a better archer. Que paso, fuckaroonies? Hey, how's everybody doing? It is Thursday evening. It is late, late. Um, I got a cool episode for you guys tonight. I am interviewing... The Reading champion, uh, well, was, how do I say this? The Reading uh, Western Trail Shoot uh, amateur freestyle champion. Uh, his name is Elliot Peters. He is, it's just another one of these guys that I'm like, hasn't been on my radar until this year. And now he's on my radar and it's like, holy shit, how was this guy not on my radar before? Um, you guys will hear it in the interview, but it turns out he was actually bow hunter, um, bow hunter freestyle guy, uh, most recently. And then he switched over this last year and he's fucking crushing it. So, uh, super cool guy, super nice. Um, he's hilarious. He's got the, an Instagram, uh, I believe it's called Elliot free Rome, And, um, Elliot is just, he's a funny guy. Loves archery. Uh, he loves to shoot. And he kind of embodies, you know, that, um, what I would call like the up and coming champion, like the, the up and coming champions are always, they're humble, they're hungry, they put work in and it's just, it's a deadly combination that you can get on any person that has discipline and is determined to get it. And this is one of those dudes. And, um, yeah, like I, it's cool. I, normally, <laughs> normally I get super like threatened and bitchy towards new people that can shoot really good but this guy is so damn nice it's kind of like uh you know what this is this guy's cool <laughs> i just want to be this guy's friend so uh yeah i hope you guys enjoy it ellie's super nice guy you guys should definitely check out his instagram he's always he's got like characters that he does he's always making me crack up i mean not me personally but you know people in general um and uh Hey, he's like a young dude who's like super successful. So it's uh, it's pretty interesting when you see other guys like that may or may not be in their thirties that also have children. You kind of wonder like, oh, how are they doing it? How are they, uh, you know, how are they winning these championships? You know. So pick Ellie's brain a little bit, and uh, you guys can can listen and suss out. Take take the the good tidbits from this because as with all the guests lately. Everyone brings to the table something that's really fucking unique and cool that works. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's see. Uh, in other news, Cougar Mountain Father's Day shoot is this weekend. Um, also, if you guys aren't doing the Cougar Mountain shoot and you happen to be in the Northern California Bay Area area and you have a day to kill um the 
uh, Redwood Bowman Western Roundup is being held, which is another safari shoot. It's actually it's one of the f- really it's really fun. All right, I'm not gonna say it's more fun than Cougar Mountain because I've done them both, and I I I like both of them equally. Uh, Redwood Bowman happens to be my home field, and that's where I practice the most uh, at this moment. So I am kind of partial to that place, but I don't think you will ever get your car broken into at Cougar Mountain. Whereas uh, at Redwood Bowman, it it is in the Oakland Hills. And, you know, what is the first thing you think of when you think of Oakland? Well, normally it's getting robbed at gunpoint, but the second thing is having your car broken into. And usually the the latter happens uh, in that parking lot. Not saying don't go, because it will be Sunday and it will be daytime hopefully they have someone watching the parking lots. But if they don't, this is going to sound stupid, but you keep your windows down and don't leave anything in your car. Uh, most of the time, they won't steal anything. <laughs> I literally... That was my home range, and one day, I saw someone busted it. Because I, I go up to the field at like 5 in the morning. I go up before the sun comes up, uh, because it's the only time I can practice. It's early morning. Um... And uh, I went and practiced, came back to my car, broken window. My sick-ass Kuyu jackets were stolen. My favorite Crystal Gale t-shirt was gone. And um, it's a bunch of arrows I had chilling in the back seat. Bummer. Bummer. So, uh, yeah, keep your windows down. Don't put valuables in your car. All right. I know that's kind of a difficult thing to say if you're going to a shoot, but you guys will figure it out. Cougar Mountain, you don't got to worry about that shit. You just go up there, shoot, and have fun. Uh, Rebo's much closer for most of us. Well, all right, guys. Uh, let's see what else do I got. A couple little things. The BC shoot is going down in August on the. Oh, I'm sorry. I want to say the 8th, but I know that's probably wrong. It's in August. Early August. I am registered to shoot it, but I don't think I'm going to shoot it. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, hunting season is coming around. and This is not a hunting podcast. So I will not be talking about hunting. <laughs> but I'm probably going to go bow hunting. <laughs> this is so stupid. Anyway. Um, but yeah, the BC shoot's coming up. If you guys want to shoot it, I highly advise you to do so. There is a money shoot section of it. You just have to contact Randall Killpack on Facebook. Um, the BC shoot's one of my favorite shoots of all time. It's like our version of Reading. And by ours, I mean Pacifica, not necessarily the Bay Area. But um, it's like the Pacifica version of Reading, and it's dinosaurs. How cool is that? It's themed just all dinosaurs <laughs> how fucking cool um so if you guys can get out there and shoot it that would be awesome get a partner shoot the money class if you can and uh yeah and that's pretty much it for now uh you know we'll get into some stuff later the 900 will be coming up after that i believe the 900 is usually held in september um we'll kind of touch on some of those things there, there will be a few FIDA events coming around as well um and, you know, if this show is still going, I will cover it. Um, but I don't know. I kind of feel like uh, I've said everything there is to say. And I think I I feel like the the guests that I've had on this show are like, what do they call that? A compendium of tutors or what is it? Like a 
like a master class, right? Not from me. I am not the master. Consider me as a classmate. But all the people that I interview, I feel like are masters at this game in some way or another. And they might not talk like it. The The guests on this show will always be humble for the most part. They will be very humble people. Um, but they're all masters in one way or another. And I feel like the things they say, uh, they're just lessons. It's like what's cool about the show is like a bunch of little private lessons, you know? Granted, it's all words and no one's watching your form, but um, there's a lot to learn here. And uh, I feel like, I mean, it's stupid to say that everything you need to know is here, right? That's not true. There's so much stuff that we haven't touched on, but I feel like uh, I've done enough episodes now that I feel like it can help people get to a good spot. So we'll see how long this show keeps going for. Uh, Thank you all for listening. You know, I appreciate it. You guys are all awesome. Get awesome uh, listeners. And uh, yeah, we'll see what we got. Uh, This show is brought to you by DB Custom Coatings. My friends out in Napa, Darren and Bet, they'll make your bow look sexy. Don't go out and, well, no, I shouldn't say that. Definitely go out and buy the new bow from your local <laughs> from your local shop because that's what this is all about, right? Um, supporting your local shops. But don't spring for a special color. Just get black. It's the one they got on the shelves. Or does the, the local shop not have the color you want? Who cares? Just get it and then take it to Darren and Bet. And have them make it the color of your dreams. Because I bet you the color of your dreams isn't offered by whatever uh, manufacturer uh, color it is. What manufacturer colors are out there? Oh, let me guess. Red, blue, black, right? As a, yeah. Darren and Bet will make it fucking purple, green, teal with pot leaves on it if you want. If that's what makes you happy. So, check them out. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Um, and you, you can even see examples of their work there. Um, the show is also brought to you by DB. I'm sorry. I just did DB custom coatings again. I'm not stoned either people. Um, carbon craft stabilizers. Uh, my, my boy, Brian Webb down in Fresno builds the carbon craft stabilizer and it is by far the best, the best stabilizer I've ever shot. I urge you guys to try one. If you can, I have demo bars, so you can always walk up to me and say, "Hey, Wendell, let me get a poke on them bars, and I'll hand them to you." Um, you guys, if you if you already know how good they are and how you want them, you, Brian can cut you custom lengths even. Um, but you can place your orders with Brian Webb down at Impact Archery, uh, or you can. And that's the Impact Archery in Clovis. Okay, that is not the Impact Archery in Nevada. Um, I think it's Clovis or Fresno. I can't remember. Or you guys can place your orders with Rudy Sandoval at West Coast Archery in Petaluma. All right. Before I close this out, I feel the need to rant a little bit. Uh, a famous professional archer. I know. Let's do a couple things before I go ranting on that. I'll, I'll do a couple things. How? I haven't shot myself in the foot in a while. Let's do this, see if I can get both feet on this one. Bullshit product of the week. It has been pointed out to me by Austin Watts that I have been using a bullshit product of the week probably for like a year and a half now. Um, 
And uh, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I think he's right. It is the site doinker, the little damper doodad that fits on the back of your XL site. Uh, they also make them for Shibuyas, right? It's a little rubber thing with a little tiny weight. And then you screws on the back of your site. What does it do? Well, in theory, when you shoot, well, not in theory when you shoot, but when you shoot your bow, your sight goes, it wiggles, right? Uh, in theory, these little sight doodads absorb the that happens. Uh, do they absorb it? No. Uh, probably not at all. Um, they look cool, right? Which is why I have them. Doinker sells them for like 30 bucks for a single one, I believe, or $24 for a single one, which is next to highway robbery, okay? Uh, I do not have the Doinker ones. I have Chinese eBay knockoffs, which were like eight bucks. Uh, I got them because they look cool, all right? Um, but they truly are a bullshit product, whereas like they do not increase your performance they do not make the bow more comfortable it is not easier to hold it is truly a vanity product <laughs> and i am so guilty of it <laughs> i never would have covered it if austin watson wasn't helping me set up my bow which i will post a video of soon austin watson rudy sandoval helped me set up my new bow and uh austin was like hey you want to know what your next bullshit product of the week should be and i'm like what and he's like this shit right here and he uh berated me for a few minutes about it did i take them off no i will keep them on because they still look cool all right moving on a professional archer whose name i will not say did a youtube video about buying a pawn shop bow and setting it up for hunting all right the video is so full of jackassery and retardation. And most people will say, well, you can't say retardation because you know it's bad to, for these people. No, 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 I don't mean it like that. I just mean it, it's a slow video. Um, but it is so dumb. And let's go over the reasons why. Okay, one, homeboy picks a bow up from a pawn shop too. All right, and it's a single cam bow that is drawing specific okay so chances are that your basic joe blow is going to go pick up a bow from a pawn shop and it fits him perfectly is slim and none okay but it's possible all right if not you're going to end up going to your local shop and then driving them crazy while they try and find cams for a bow that doesn't it's not production anymore to fit you okay so there's that if they happen to have the cam, then you're in luck. But you're going to spend money on that. Um, two, pawn shops are usually fencing operations for stolen goods. All right? So, there is that. Uh, here's another reason why this is dumb. Okay? If you love the, the industry, if you love archery as a whole, every archery product you... Okay, this is more of a bow hunting thing, which this is was, was geared for, right? He was sending this bow up to hunt. If you love bow hunting, every product you buy from a shop, the shop has to pay some sort of tax or fee or a duty or some shit that goes back into conservation. All right, I don't know the name of the outfit or who it, who gets that money exactly, but every product you buy 
Everything from a stupid nose button to a stupid sight doinker that's not made in China, right? Or not sold in China, I should say. Uh, to, I don't know, pick a product. AAE veins, right? All that stuff funnels money back into conservationism. Or conservation... Conservationism? To, uh, good for wildlife. Good for hunting animals, right? Animal good is what I'm trying to say. Um, so there's that. The video proceeds to get dumber, all right, because most likely if you buy a pawn shop bow, the strings are going to be damn near, sh you know, shit. So you're going to end up spending money on a string. Um, and then he goes on to put all this new fucking gear on this old ass. So it's like he puts his new sight, you know, a new sight on with a new uh, you know, ultra view scope. And then he's got his shrewd bars on it. And it's just like, I, I think he's shooting uh, pro comps through it on top of that. It's just like, okay, you got more money in the accessories than in your bow. All right. And the whole point of the video is if you're a new guy getting into the sport, here's a cheap way to do it, blah, blah, blah. It's just a contradictory video. It's fucking stupid is what I'm getting at. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? What else is there? It's so dumb about this. Oh. A perfect argument was made by a friend of mine. She said, why don't you just spend the money on buying a mission bow that would be just as good you don't have to buy a flagship bow just get a mission bow you know and, and it's like dude that checks all the box it's new so you know some redneck didn't drag his balls across it before he sent it to the pawn shop right it's it's unmolested there's no cracks in the limbs the strings are going to be new you know, it, it's just like the money goes into conservation for the sport that you bought the shit for to do in the first place. Huh? Hunting, right? So it's just like the video is just so full of ironic nonsense. And it's uh, ultimately what it is is this guy is just starving to make content is what it is. Could have done this with a mission bow and it would have made more sense. Uh, I mean... If you're sponsored by a bow company, are you literally going to be like, yeah, don't buy any of the new bows. Don't buy, they don't make any bows for you right now. Go get something from a pawn shop. That's so stupid. And so, yeah, I don't know. I can't expand on it. The, the, the video just reeks of dumb from top to bottom. Okay. I just wanted to rant there, you know, do my part as a, uh, you know, a grouchy old man. Well, enough of that. I believe I made my point. Uh, if you want to watch a video, watch... I don't know. I really don't have any video content. That you can, just listen to Archery Unfiltered. All right? If you guys want to listen... If you guys want to watch Archery videos, listen to Archery Unfiltered. I'll tell you what's good. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Next up, my friend Elliot Peters, the fucking national champion at this moment. Safari National Champion. What are we going to call that? Reading National... Uh, Reading Western Trail Shoot National Champion right now. All right. So, uh, big respect to him. And uh, keep it X-y, fat boys.
All right. And today's guest is Elliot Peters. Elliot, thank you for being on the show, man. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, it's my pleasure, dude. Uh, you shot incredibly well in Reading. I mean, so I've you've been on my radar because you shoot Outlaws, right? So I know, you know, I, I've seen you. Your Instagram is hilarious. Um, <laughs> but then you went ahead and completely crushed it in Reading. You shot like... Reading? Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. What were you going to say? No, no. No, it was, yeah. Reading was... Uh was wild man i i couldn't have i couldn't imagine it going down any better than it than it did really that was uh you shot surprised the hell out of myself you shot a pro score that pros would be happy to have shot yeah i i know i look at the scoreboard all the time and kind of just kick myself (laughs) and go i mean not kick myself pitch myself and like damn how did that even happen you know the the outlaw season i've had has been like i shot pretty damn good all year but man i've made a mistake at all but Fresno. Yeah. So the scores don't really reflect it, you know, but I, I knew I was shooting good. It felt good. Things were hitting behind the pin and stuff. So I knew if I could just keep it together for three days, uh, it, it had to come out pretty well. How did you, uh, uh, how did you end up shooting in Fresno? Oh man, we killed it in Fresno. Uh, so I was shooting with, uh, Chris Roca, uh, all year. Right. But uh-huh. we last minute, my wife gave me the blessing to run down, to Fresno with the kids and the trailer, see the sequoias and do the do the damn thing and get a little practice in right before Reading. So it's kind of last minute, so it, Chris couldn't make it. So I got a hold of uh, John Scar and we teamed up and headed down there. Uh-huh. And uh, long story short, I ended up shooting six down and and uh, him and I shot clean with. I think we ended the day with five mulligans, um, just hammered. Holy yeah, cow. it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, we we sh- we all shot off for first and ended up in uh, third, I think it was. Damn, um, it was yeah, dude, it was awesome. Damn, so dude, Elliot, like I I thought you were like a newish shooter, but you've actually been doing this for a while, haven't you? So, I mean, I've been shooting a bow for like since I was thirteen. I started shooting club stuff with the Yuba Spider Bow Hunters. I think it was in like twenty fourteen, plus or minus. But they're diehard. Bow hunter freestyle so that's what i was that's what i've been doing up until last year was shooting pins i shot championship pins a couple years in uh in reading uh-huh. me and clayton low uh we took first i think the first year we did it second the following year um had a bunch of fun doing that that's back when doug was with us um we saw doug shoot that incredible i don't know what it was 15 20 something um but uh you kind of got to follow uh where everybody else is going, you know, eventually it's kind of the line of progression, right? Unless you're just, you know, that's your thing or you're stubborn or what have you. But, uh, right, last right. year I kind of, I kind of fell into the boat, into the freestyle thing. Actually, I had a guy hit me up. It just, just a random guy got a hold of me through the club and was like, Hey man, my dad is, I, he got like, I don't know, I don't want to, it might've been Parkinson's or something, some, you know, awful. And was getting out of archery and selling all his archery gear. And he wanted to do one big sale, get rid of, freaking everything they were going to start building a car together or something uh-huh. i was like oh man i don't know what do you got he sends me this laundry list of bows and sights and stabilizers and all this stuff and i was like shit yeah i'll take it well you know i'll help you out <laughs> and that's how i ended up shooting freestyle man i've been wanting to do it for a while i shot outlaws a couple years ago with don james for a season uh-huh. and just just lightly dabbled in i you know i 
I shot like a 901 once and, you know, I was just getting my feet wet. Uh-huh. And I knew I wanted to come back to it when I started getting a little bit more serious. Um, and then these, like, you know, these bars, the sight, the lens, all this shit just fell into my lap, you know, and I was like, <laughs> I can do this now. I can play. So I threw it on my hunting bow last year and jumped into the outlaws and man, it's been a blast. I, I love that shit. Damn. I mean, that's a really fast progression from, you know, I just got my freestyle rigged. Granted, all right, I get it. You were shooting bow hunter, so it's not like you're no slouch, right? You got you guys are kicking ass in, in the you know competitive bow hunter scene, but then to right. th- throw your freestyle setup together and then like within a year you, you win a national event. That's that's yeah. damn impressive, dude. Yeah, it's crazy to hear, man. It, yeah, I didn't I didn't expect it to be. I mean, just rolling into this year, I you know I was shooting okay. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I shit you not, man, the Thursday before Fresno, I, I used to like hear everybody, all you guys talking about, you know, shoot your shot. And I'm like, well, who the hell else shot would it be? I'm the only one holding a bow here. I never understood what y'all were talking about. You know what I mean? But Thursday, I'm not joking, man. I started, I, I started holding the bow, the grip way different. I started doing some shit with my release. That was something I hadn't done before and it's clicked and I've been rolling with it ever since. And I think I've finally found found my shot no shit um, yeah yeah is this it's just is you, so is this with your current bow your current setup yeah my reckoning yeah That's, i mean just any bow though i mean i feel like i could shoot you know my bow hunter bow and, uh-huh. and shoot a higher score than i probably ever have just doing things the way i have been lately i've been really trying to like stay on it you know, and pound it in as muscle memory now that i've got something that's working and i like um, uh-huh. i mean i used to i used to start every day with you know, a hinge and a button and hit the practice butts and just see what today was going to be. Is it a hinge day or is it a button day? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I just, but now it's like, okay, this is my hinge. <laughs> there are many like it, but this one is mine. <laughs> and we're shooting it the same way we always have. And let's just trust it and roll with it. And it's worked pretty good. Uh-huh. So you, commit, you committed to the hinge. Dude, it's a, it's a, like a gen one sweet spot that I got in that, lot of shit that i bought and i was looking at it it's all beat to hell the eclipse were missing and i was like this thing's not worth 50 bucks to sell on archery talk i might as well just keep it to have a hinge around and now dude i've i've run through five other hinges since then and i cannot stop shooting that old beater no shit yeah do you use the safety button or do you just run it like a oh yeah yeah dude it clicks louder and shit scares everybody on the line it's loud (laughs) but it's my click and I like it. You know, I mean, I just, I, I have a stand that I have mm-hmm. just on standby and it's got a click and everything, but for whatever reason, this thing's just home now and I'm going <laughs> to just run with it. So Ellie, what was the, okay. So you said like the Thursday before Fresno, yep. you kind of found your, your, your shot kind of, or you found your shot or the shot found you. What, what was it exactly that you did that? So I always, like I said, it was a crapshoot how I was going to shoot on any given day, whether I was going to, whether I was going to run a real open hand or, or touch my tips to the you know front of the riser, uh-huh. bury my my you know the my hand way up in the throat of the grip. It, it just whatever felt good at the time, and it just happened to be where I, for whatever reason, like on this reckoning, it has the uh, it has an aftermarket grip from that one Gillingham's push, and it's it's got a little bit of a flared wide bottom to it, uh-huh. and so instead of running my hand. Uh, all the way up into the throat of it i'm actually sitting off of it in maybe three-eighths of an inch uh-huh. um 
underneath it and it's kind of weird it feels kind of loose but it gets me into the fat meat of that of that grip and i can just kind of palm it away from myself and just it's just comfortable i can't really make sense of it um Uh, i get you i get you you're finding a spot where you can settle into that grip yeah yeah and it just i don't know if it if it tweaked my draw length just a, a hair by moving it down that angle part of the grip or or what it is but it just it just feels good there and mm-hmm. then with the release um i was always kind of just i never i've never adjusted this the release it's been as hot as the guy before <laughs> me had it and i i just started running because it's a four finger but i shoot it with as a three uh-huh. so lately or that thursday i decided to start touching my pinky finger to my the tip of my thumb and making like a circle you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then just if it's if not pulling through rotate if, if that doesn't move it pull a little bit more or rotate and it's just kind of one or the other one or the other until it goes and between holding my grip like that and keeping that pinky touching my thumb that's been the little i mean it looks ridiculous but it works i don't know oh, no. <laughs> dude that that is a legit way of shooting like um I can't remember their name. There, there was a Hoyt Pro back in the day, and that's that was her jam. He was like, she or no, she would say like, touch pinky to thumb, and then just pull, you know. And yeah, that pinky to thumb gets that release to rotate, you know, as you know, it ever does. so slightly, and then the rest of it's in your, you know, in your back and stuff. So that, that's yeah, le- it, that, I will never, you know, crap on that. That's legit style. Right. I just. It felt really weird. It looked like I was doing, you know, some, some, I don't know. It just looked, it felt weird, but it was preloading the release a little bit by reaching down with my pinky. I could feel the the handle moving just a little bit. It was almost preloading it. And uh, from that point on, it didn't, it doesn't take much pull. And, uh, you know, which is good. The more I'm pulling, the the more, you know, it seems to steady me up just enough. And then, uh, do you, uh, do you have like a mantra or anything? Do you say anything to yourself when you, you know, go thumb (laughs) off the peg and, and touch your pinky? No, this yeah, shit it doesn't even have a pig. No, I, uh, <laughs> I I almost teamed up with a guy a while back, uh, Austin Green. He's a hammer bow hunter freestyle. I know player, Austin Green was, from Oregon. Yeah, yeah, I dude. So, I used to coach him at one time. Not really. Like I coached a bunch of kids, and he was in that that class of kids. Oh no way! I know he could care less about me as a shooter. Because <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm. He's like, I'm doing bow hunter. So uh, he right. went. He went and Wait, got no, good I on never, his own. Yeah, he's yeah. He he killed it this year. Um, yeah. Uh, I never actually did meet him, but we were we were talking back and forth, thinking about teaming up for Reading a couple years ago. I think, and I don't know what happened if COVID got in the way, but it ended up falling apart. and We didn't do it. But in the you know in the coming you know months he was like you have a mantra and i was like no dude i i don't he's <laughs> like dude i shoot with a guy and he shoots 300s all the time and he's got a mantra so you should have one and i was like well that's that's good i'll probably ought to have one so i came up with some crazy long list of shit i had it written on the back of my riser but i i don't do that anymore it just it kind of just i try to, i'd rather be muscle memory and just focus uh-huh. on my breathing a little bit and uh just keeping her steady Hell yeah! I, I'm dude. not one that I can have like a long list of, uh, you know, shit to focus on. I don't yeah. know, a checklist, if you will. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. I've done the like if anyone who's listening to the show knows that I've done the mantra thing and then have fallen out of it and just been like, man, I'm just gonna shoot, not not say and, anything, you know, just fucking right, right. Just focus on the 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 task at hand. 
Right. The first part, it was like stance, grip, hold, blah, 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 blah. It's like, I'm already doing all this shit. I haven't moved. Like, And I kind of just get <laughs> lax on it. I'm like, this is stupid. And, you know, just start shooting. Because, you know, once you get in a groove and, you, and things are just hammering, you can feel it. You don't got to say or do nothing. You know, uh-huh. you just know when you're when you're pounding. And if the sooner I can get to that point, the better. And that's kind of just, you know, the, the goal. Yeah. It's like Sean Elza was saying, flow state. When you get in that flow state, you're just in it. Yep. Exactly. That was... Man, it was good seeing Sean at uh, at Reading. Man, he's a good dude. He's hella cool. I didn't cool. realize what a wealth of knowledge he is. Yeah, he's hella cool. You know, I yeah, I saw him at Reading, but I'm always so fucking shy. Like, you know, I I I never want to run up to some guy and like like they're like when kids kids run up to me and talk to me like they know me, right? And I'm like, dude, I don't <laughs> fucking know you, kid. Like, <laughs> you know, it's one thing if ad- if adults do it, it's different because I'm like, you know, I I gotta pay respect to adults, but. The fucking children, I'm like, ah, I don't know you guys, dude. <laughs> find, find other heroes, kids. This isn't good. <laughs> I know, dude. I talk about cocaine and shit, dude. <laughs> right. There was a kid at, at like, uh, Indoor Nationals that was like, hey, do you want to be... He was like, do you want to be roommates for some event? And I was like, fuck no, dude. I ain't going to be a roommate no with a way. kid. <laughs> I was like, I smoke weed and shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, oh, man. Oh, that's funny. So, Elliot, what events do you have next on your list like outlaws is wrapped up outlaws is wrapped up um normally after nevada city i park it and go back to shooting my bow uh my hunting rig Mm -hmm. getting ready for season and all that stuff um but i i've never shot cougar mountain and dude we just moved up to browns valley here in in february and it's like 20 minutes up the road for me Mm -hmm. and everybody says that's a awesome course you gotta go check it out and it's practically right in my backyard so I'm going to try to make that on Sunday. I hate, you know, not hanging out with the whole family, you know, on Father's Day and stuff. That's the reason why I haven't done it in the past. But uh-huh. I kind of, I got a buddy who's never shot a, a shoot before and uh, try to get him along um, with me. So I, I'm thinking Cougar Mountain on Sunday and then I'll probably shoot broadheads for a while until uh, indoor stuff starts creeping D- up. And- dude, that's a legit plan, dude. That's like kind of what yeah. I have planned out right now. You know, it's uh, right. might as well get the broadheads flying right for hunting season. I know it. I know it. Dude, Cougar, yeah. Cougar Mountain is a really fun uh, course. And if you're going to it, I, our- I'll put my money on it that you shoot an insanely good score there. Not, man, to, not to get in your head or put any weird juju on you. No, like no, that. shit, no, man. I'm, I'm gonna, if I go, I'm going to clean that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I probably won't, but that's the mindset, right? That's what you got to say. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time, dude. Yeah, go into it like that. So I mean, I, dude, all year I felt like any of that shit is possible. I've never felt that ever shooting pins. Like you know, uh-huh. when you're shooting a hundred yards and stuff, and you're stacking, you're aiming at tree branches and shit in the background. Like you don't know exactly why you didn't hit the dot. It could have been a bad mark, a bad anything. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. with shooting freestyle now, there's no fucking excuse anymore you know they hit right behind the pin and uh it's so much more it it made it so obvious that it is it is truly just mental once you get your head out of your ass like the bow yeah. will shoot trust it and uh man i i feel like dude i mean like last at nevada city i had i was chasing marks all day on saturday but sunday i felt like i could clean the son of a bitch man i was so freaking confident other than i couldn't see it all because i had water all over my lens but like right that confidence is everything, man. Yeah. And that has been, like, the biggest thing I've learned, like, making the transition to this is 
just the confidence it gives you. And if you have that, man, it, it makes getting in that flow state real easy. Yeah, big time. And it, it can it can protect you. It can protect you from falling into weird pits. Or, it, you know, yeah. if you're in one, it can lift you out and carry you the rest of the way, dude. It's it's an amazing thing. Like you said, how mental this sport is. is oh, man. Bananas. Yeah, I know. I've been. I, that's what I was diving into the most this recent. I mean, I was always into, like, hearing about tuning and this and that. But, like, you got guys like Joel Turner telling you to do one thing. And then, you know, the... Uh, with winning a mind guy telling you something else, you know, uh-huh. trying to find a, uh, something that clicks. I, don't, I haven't found it yet, but I, I know that the mental game is, is the next thing to start chipping away at mm-hmm. and getting stronger. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, there's all these different programs and maybe, you know, one or two of them, maybe there's so like a specific type of thinking that I, I know they don't always apply to me, but maybe just the yeah. fact that, you know, we're out there trying to solve the mental game now. Like that becomes more of a focus. I think makes, you know, kind of makes you a stronger shooter just because you're. Right. It's something. Yeah, you're I can't hurt. Yeah. So, Elliot, what what did you do um, before Outlaws kicked off? What were you doing to prepare? Like, what's your what's your practice routine like? What's your you're one of the only guys I know shooting a bow tech. I know. <laughs> I. I was looking for a target bow because, like, I, all last year I shot Halon X, uh-huh. uh, my hunting bow, right? I I shot really good scores with it. I shot elk with it. I loved it. You know, it was just a great bow. But I, I've always liked a little bit longer uh, axle to axle. I, I found that, that reckoning up in Auburn on Craigslist, of all things. <laughs> <laughs> Went up there and snagged it. It had Paige Pierce's signature painted on it. Scrubbed that off real quick. <laughs> Nothing against Paige, but I got a wife and shit. You know, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I, I just i like the deadlock thing and uh yeah it's dude. A pretty slick that, that's badass stuff man that that little worm gear what have you that that's cool stuff and i i wanted to play with it and uh it is as nice as it as it sounds uh and i've just learned to like it that's um, awesome dude i mean i actually bought it last year and i i was messing around with it for the end of outlaws but i just couldn't get it to feel good and like two days before the shoot i swapped back to the matthews and just finished the season with it mm-hmm. but this year i was like i'm parking that thing for good i'm um, i'm gonna figure out what i gotta do to get this thing to to feel right and i went through a bunch of old notes with all the other bows that i've had in the past as far as setting up the draw length and and that kind of stuff really really tweaking it and uh just massage i felt like it was doing what i wanted yeah what what do you um what do you strive for when you're setting up a bow Cause like you see- it's all it's it feel thing. I mean, uh-huh. the draw length it has been a. Uh, I've been lucky to find a sweet spot, but it, it's been nice having notes to go back to. Like you know, I remember what bows were comfortable and shot really well and that kind of stuff. And, uh-huh. Um. What I, uh, I pretty much just what's your draw length? What 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 do you go to? Do you go to halves? Do you go to a, a quarter or what? This thing's all this. I'm short pegging this thing to get some holding weight. Um. I'm I'm a 29 inch draw, but I, I can't remember with you know without the D loop what the what the number is. I'd have to look at my notes. Uh-huh. But basically, I'm I'm a 29 inch draw. Um, the bow's 67 pounds. It's a little hellacious on the shoulders. Six, like a, 67. Yeah. God damn. I know it. And some days it don't feel like nothing. I shot it yesterday, and I was like, I don't need to change shit. This thing is pounding. <laughs> and then Nevada City, like after. Friday or whatever, practicing with Louie and Travis, they stayed at the house, and I was like, my shoulder 
fucking hurts. This is stupid. <laughs> you know, I, I've always shot high poundage bows for whatever, probably because I'm an idiot and I shoot, you know, my hunting bow as well. I mean, they've, I've, I think I've only owned one other 60 pound bow in all the years of shooting all this <laughs> shit. But I think this year, I talked to Austin actually, um, had him price me some limbs and probably throw some sixties on it. I think I'm going to piece it apart this weekend and, or after, after Cougar Mountain, take it apart and, and send it down to Darren and Bet and have him do some magic on it. Oh, sweet. Put it back to, yeah, have him put it back together as a 60 pounder and start shooting indoors with it. That's cool. Um, but yeah, anyway, once I get the drawing set, um, I pretty much run it up to about 18 and a half pounds of holding weight mm-hmm. and, uh, start messing with, I didn't even say it. I want to say I start messing with bars. I threw the bars on and adjusted like two ounces, and they just worked really well. Uh-huh. But um, just messing with angles and, and stuff like that, and then uh, torque tuning, that's been kind of something I've started doing religiously the last couple bows. Yeah, dude. Um, Me too. It's it's a real thing, man. And building, the, building forgiveness is huge. <laughs> if somebody says, hey, man, this – this do this trick and it'll it'll give you a little bit more forgiveness man i'm all about it I yeah don't care what it is so Elliot, do you torch in your sight or do you go for your rest dude i shoot a you know laugh i shoot a qad drop away dude so i don't <laughs> torch tune the sh- that at all <laughs> <laughs> so you torch tune with you your sight that? you torch tune with your sight oh, yeah. wait a minute yep. you, you use a qad drop away right right I've tried the ham ski and shit, but it beat the hell out of the back of my hand. I got a scar to prove it, man. I've tried like three different times. And between that, and I don't really care for like a three foot drop cord and the springs and all that other shit. <laughs> <laughs> the QED, dude, I know it sounds ridiculous. It ain't even the HDX, man. It's the damn, it's, it's the LD for the long draw, guys. Um, no, man. <laughs> I, I, it actually has a little bit more adjustment if you did want to torque too and that's why i threw the ld on there because i could slide it back a little bit Uh but i found if i just slam everything up to the riser Mm -hmm. and run the site in and out until i dig it that's been that's been working the last couple years the best oh hell yeah dude i've been wanting to throw a qad on just because you know all these all these new bows have the rail for it oh right right you know i was shooting i used to shoot a lot of indoor stuff uh I haven't done it in a couple of years, but a couple of years ago in my first house, I, and my first, you know, the job I was at, I, I got off in time to, you know, in the fall, it gets dark so damn early and I don't have a place to actually shoot indoors. So I'd get home with enough time to shoot outside for about a round or maybe two. Um, but I was shooting around day and shooting like two ninety nines and shit with my bow hunter set up. And I just couldn't get my X count right. And it seemed like I didn't have much forgiveness at all. Granted, I didn't mess with that blade a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But I was just so frustrated. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that damn QAD off and see see what the hell. Because I was thinking about getting a ham ski, thinking a drop away might help. I was like, well, I got this drop away. It ain't a ham ski, but I'll try it. And my freaking X count on average went up from like 18 to 23. And I was like, damn, that's a noticeable improvement. Mm-hmm. And I, like shortly thereafter, shot my first 300 and then another one. And I was like, okay, this there ain't nothing wrong with this drop away shit. And I've been running it ever since. Damn. Yeah, I know. So you're not alone. Like I know other badass shooters that have shot the QAD. Like um, my buddy Nick Ingham, right? He's he shot, you know, fucking phenomenal scores with the QAD. And so yeah, it's a legit rest. It's out. It's out there. I I, I want to use it. There's just you know, there's certain people I, that I mean, think a limb driven rest is like more reliable or whatever. So I just drank the Kool Aid and got the 
the limb driven rest but no i hear you and and they're a hell of a lot easier to adjust man there's so much more like you know micro adjustments and you know things you can do i, I was just watching that hooter shooter video i took the other day uh-huh. and that qad drops away like the first three inches of travel i mean it, it's not it ain't hanging around for anything Whereas oh, like awesome. those, those limb driven rests, you know, they, they'll stabilize arrow for half the shaft or, or better, you know, and some yeah. guys say that's, that's, so, you know, what you want, but some of them dip know. out of the way real late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This one, this one almost quits too early, but it's proven fine, you know, for now I, I can't complain. Damn. That's awesome. I like, yeah. I, I, I like how low profile the QADs are. Like I, I will not. And they're just simple. You don't yeah. have a big long cable in the way. Like I imagine, like if you if you accidentally snag that somehow and you like stretch out that spring that was on your limb, if you were running one of those, or oh yeah, or the spring that was on the, you know, you could you could still mess some stuff up. Um, I mean, it is a good idea, and I think they shoot great. But I, this thing seems to be about as damn near as simple as a blade. Yeah, I I, I have never a never failed me. I have a very specific way that I like the qad or i'm sorry the hamsky uh like the trinity setup um mm-hmm. that is you know is a specific way to make it less prone to you know things moving and and shit i feel like the the way they have the way they sell it with a little buckle in the cable and all that uh mm-hmm. is is very prone for something to slip and move and come for out sure. of, come out of time so so all right right you, you torque tune with your site um yep. And then what? You do anything crazy with your arrows? No, not really. I'm running a Pierce Tour 340s uh, at like uh, 28 and a half, I think, carbon to carbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biter Knox, Smith, Smith Bros, 120s in the nose, and uh, four fletch, inch and a half, boning X2s on the back mm. end. And, uh, but, dude, I bought those little things on like years ago ordered thought they were two inches got a box of inch and a halfs <laughs> and they've been sitting there forever and i was thinking well if i do four it's probably enough steering for a, a field tip and man i freaking love them they should be <laughs> yeah. really good <laughs> yeah lo and behold those things fucking crush dude <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i mean other than just finding shit in my drawer and putting it on there um i do shoot them through paper and try to just I'll just twist them up until they all tear the same, and then I'll I'll index them that way. You bear shaft? To... Do you go bear shaft through paper? No, I don't. I I have like like midway through the season I did, and I shot like bear shafts out to thirty just to see because I felt like bow was pounding so hard. I was like, I wonder if, you know what it would do with a bear shaft. Just curious. Uh-huh. And uh, if I if I had my shit together, it would uh, it would be right there with a fletched arrow at at thirty, but. Oh damn! Yeah, I didn't mess around beyond that. I was just kind of curious, but I don't, I don't really tune like that. It just, I really just go and walk, do a walk back, you know. Yeah, you don't do like part. a, you don't shoot it through paper first or, or anything like that. I'll okay, yeah, I'll I'll get a bolt hole when I'm first setting it up with oh, okay. a fletched arrow, and that's it. All right, and then I'll just start the walk back process. Yeah, and then and then I imagine after that you just tune in for feel or like playing yep. playing with bar weights stuff like that. Yeah, you know, the weights, uh, man, I, I don't, I run five in the nose and 10 in the back. It's a 33 and a 15. Um, so not a lot of weight, but, uh, the angle's really been something I've been trying to mess with. Back bar angle? Um, yeah. 
trying, you know, kicking it out more, getting more uh, bias on one side. But I just, I'll shoot it okay for a little while, and maybe I got to build, you know, more muscle memory or what have you. But I always end up just tucking it back in and running it damn near in line. Uh huh. Um, I, I do the same, dude. <laughs> it's a fucking yeah. crazy thing, dude. It, it is. It is. I threw that mantis on there thinking it was going to tell me, you know, hey, your your shit's out of whack. You can add a couple ounces and really dial it in. But uh, the first couple rounds I shot, I was like, you know, the you ever messed around with one of those? Yes, I have. Yeah. I, I was getting like 98s, you know, mid-98s and uh-huh. stuff. And listening to that podcast with Blake Drome and shit, and he was getting, you know, 98s, you know, maybe a 99 here or there. But I was like, well, I, I got to be close anyway, so I'm not going to mess with it too much. Uh-huh. Um, I just kind of, yeah, rolled with it, tucked that bar in tight and held yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, the, the downrange results that you'll get from moving your back bar are to me are the, the green light, red light for, you know, where it should be. Right. Right. And that's what I did primarily this year. Like once I got, once I got it shooting, you know, at distance right down the middle, um, I just would go out in the backyard. So we lived in town. I couldn't shoot much. I'd have to go to my folks' house and shoot. But in February, we moved up, got five and a half acres here in Browns Valley. So I can shoot in the backyard now as far as I want. God um, damn. So, yeah, that's made a huge difference. <laughs> um, so anymore, I just I just walk out to 88 usually and just see what's going on and make all my fine-tuning you know, adjustments. I've got a pretty good baseline from shooting you know most of the year just sitting there at 80 yards uh-huh. um so anytime i mess with you know weights or back bar angle or whatever that's usually where i'll take it and just see you know that that, that, that magnifies it enough to tell me if i'm going the right direction right or not. right i would agree with you i think i think a lot of people at the um like the intermediate to advanced uh level can pound 60 and i know that's where a lot of people like to do their their fiddling is at 60 but I think mm-hmm. once you step it a little bit past 60 is where you start to see, like, you know, what shit's really doing. what Like, what's open. Exactly. Up. Yeah, you can, you can sit there and, and add more face pressure and, and, you know, mess your day up. You know what I mean? That, <laughs> <laughs> that's, which is kind of cool. I, you know, I never paid attention to that kind of shit, especially when I was shooting pins, you know. But it, it definitely allows you to be really freaking accurate, but also make little changes and see, you know, uh-huh. see the the effects downrange so dude you got five acres what do you do for a living so i work in hydropower um i work for the yuba water agency we have four hydroelectric powerhouses up here in the uh in the foothills oh that's awesome. bar reservoir and lake inglebright yeah it's it's pretty freaking cool job man are you an engineer no shit no <laughs> i turn wrenches and weld and do stuff like that <laughs> well, I, I'm, a, I'm a wrench turner too but i'm no i'm no fine yeah, what do you do i build speakers <laughs> oh hell yeah nah it's not that great <laughs> um but damn dude so five acres so what is your do you practice daily man uh, i try but five acres is also a bit to maintain where we it was an ex wedding venue, uh-huh. and that's once we got it. My wife's like, you know, we could keep this going and probably pay some stuff off if we run it a couple of years. So the plan is now is to maintain it as a wedding venue. So I got more yard work than I've ever had. So <laughs> I do try to shoot once a day, but between the two kids and keeping up with the property and stuff, it, it's sometimes more like three or four times a week. Wow. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Man, okay. So well, I'm wondering. 
like that that all makes sense to me and i know outlaws is over now so it you know it, it'll probably be i would imagine you probably slow down a little bit or you know transition over to hunt your hunting setup um right like in the very beginning of outlaws did you have like a a strict uh you know i got to get out and practice or was it the same like oh you know if i can fit it in there i will no, uh, usually like the week before we take off, I made it a priority to, you know, as soon as my daughter went down, I had like an hour between when my son went down for, you know, uh, for bedtime, I'd run outside and, and try to get as many arrows in as I could. I just I had like 17 arrows in my quiver and I would just run through as many as I could. Um, mainly just anymore now that I've quote unquote found my shot, um, uh-huh. I just, I just walk out there and just start walking around the property and I'll just pick a range and you know shoot a quiver full and just verify that my marks are still on and that my shot is still there and it's kind of you know sometimes it's three quivers worth and i'm back in the house you know with the kids or you know if there's more stuff to iron out or if i just you know have the time i'll, I'll just keep shooting until i hell yeah get a text from the wife <laughs> that's brilliant dude like uh, i was like huge on uh going out to the range with a whole crap load of arrows like more than a dozen if you can Right. To, oh, yeah. to blast some volume down range and, you know, really get the, you know, that flow state clicking while you're practicing. Yeah. It always takes a handful to get, to get, you know, in the groove. And that's, that's something I made, I tried to make a priority of this year was getting to the, the shoots well ahead of time and get warmed up on those practice butts because it takes a minute to, to yeah. get settled in. And if it's cold or some shit or, you know, whatever the make case is, you're always starting cold it seems like you know and it really takes a few to get to get in a groove especially on you know a shoot day yeah did uh so did you do any messing around with the hooter shooter did you use that at all or i just bolted it up this week i borrowed it a while back and i was gonna try to get it all mounted up before uh like i said uh travis and louie came down and stayed at my house for the outlaw stuff and and then aaron hall also uh came by and i was like oh if i had this thing set up maybe these guys you know maybe we could go mess around with it but it's way more in depth than that you're not just going to toss your bow in there and like <laughs> you know do some cool shit it is you got to really tweak with that thing to get it to shoot you know yeah how you hold your bow so uh once i learned that um i went i'm not even gonna mount this right now i'll do it after <laughs> outlaws and just you know do it on my own time so i have been messing with it a little bit this week uh-huh um but i haven't there's almost no incentive right now I right mean, it sounds ridiculous but now that things have wound down i'm like eh, maybe i'll throw my hunting bow in there when i get some broadheads oh, it, it totally makes sense to me like i <laughs> I, I didn't even have incentive to do that like earlier because I, I just i didn't even know it was that comp like i i didn't know that it makes sense though because it's literally like a shooting machine of course it's gonna oh, yeah it's gonna be complicated or uh, yeah i'm gonna have to really like fine-tune it but I was just like, oh man, I would, I don't want to haul this thing around. I don't want to take it outside. But yeah, it, it's it's a process for sure. I mean, you got to anchor it in the concrete and all that stuff so it doesn't move and everything. And then you constantly man. you got to like really work the. It has a pretty intricate little grip uh, platform on there that you got to basically shoot your arrows. And if you know if you're hitting three o'clock X, you got to dial that thing in to hit three o'clock X so it's shooting like you do. Oh shit. Um, I mean, you can do that if you just want to lob a bunch of arrows down range and group tune your arrows and shit. That you know, you can do that pretty easily. Um, but if you want to like hit the dot and get marks with the damn thing, um, you got to really work that 
that front piece so that it shoots, you know, pretty much how you hold your bow. That part I haven't dove into yet. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I... Part of me doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, I know the wilderness guys are going to set one up. And I, I plan to just kind of drop in when they're when they got it set up with my, all my shit. Yeah, and <laughs> throw my shit on and be like, all right, let's set. Let, let me get ten minutes with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's a cool freaking, it's a cool uh, machine. That's for damn sure. But it's just a little more, uh, more than I was wanting to take on <laughs> anymore. <laughs> right. I'm so worn out, it seems like. Yeah. So for indoor, do you do you do anything wacky for indoor? No, I uh, I'm gonna mess around with some some different arrows. I've been I was shooting full bores for the longest time, but they've been a son of a bitch to find. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> I've tried the the big aluminums and stuff, but I like a faster arrow. Um, I'm with I, you for whatever reason. Um, so I, you know, I was running. I think it was 150s or I think it was 180s in the nose trying uh-huh. to get my speed back and stuff. Just the the slow arrow, I just didn't find it was forgiving at least on my end. Um, but like I said, I haven't shot, I haven't shot indoors with a freestyle setup yet. Um, really? I don't know what I'm going to do. No. Oh no, shit. I know. I that shot means... a bunch of state stuff with the bow hunter rig and shot, I shoot indoors pretty damn good for as much as I don't like it. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the whole freestyle thing, man, it's going to be different. I don't know what I'm going to run for. A, oh shit, for a... dude. That means, see, so dude, when you came, when you came on the scene, right this year and, and then I saw that you won the Nationals, or you won Reading. I was like, holy shit, dude. Another <laughs> player has entered the game, you know? Uh, now that I know this is going to be your first year doing indoor, it's going to be nuts, dude. I'm sure you're yeah, going gonna to be an absolute savage beast, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to shake it up for all of us. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, I, I, I'm actually really curious how, how it's going to feel. I mean, like I said, I... I felt like I shot pretty good uh, with pins. Uh-huh. Um, I think I, as long as I get my, I don't know what I'm going to run on the scope because I run, I run uh, hoops right now on my lens because I hate to cover up the dot. No shit. So, yeah, I freaking hate it, dude. You shot the fifteen twenty eight in Reading with hoops. Oh yeah, dude. So did Broadwater. That is savage. Really? Yeah, he's shooting a hoop too, man. I couldn't believe it. I was like, hey, run right on, man. <laughs> Hoop Brothers. <laughs> yeah, dude. What kind I got of three of them, man? I shit you not. I got an orange, a green, and a yellow, all stacked inside each other. Three different sizes. Really? Yeah. So you got three hoops on one lens. What what power lens are you running? Four. A four power lens. Huh. Yep. What? Yeah, what? it's kind of. Are they guns? Weird, but it works. It, like, yeah, I don't turn my light on hardly at all, and really, it looks like a black ring, but it's uh-huh. really uh huh. I would it's imagine not a hard line. You know what I mean? It's pretty. Between the three different colors, certain ones will wash out in certain light. And, you know, if you could turn the light on, you can like, boom, there's your yellow that you weren't seeing a minute ago. And it, if you're not getting a good fit on the target, sometimes I'll, I can turn that light on. And it's almost like making your ring smaller inside diameter, if that right. makes any sense. No, it, no, it does. Because really seen it before. Are, are these, um, are the rings touching each other or is there a space in between each? They're they're all touching each other. So when you get that sticker back on there, they're all kind of just stuck inside each other. Uh-huh. Um, I'll take the one size and then grab the next size up from a different color and the next size up from that in the other color. Oh, um, that's freaking cool, dude. 
so yeah they're all they're all touching it looks like one thick hoop but they're you know it's rainbow mm-hmm. <laughs> no i i okay so uh, i'm not trying to like kiss your ass or anything but i've heard <laughs> a lot of like good shooters switching to hoops i didn't know broadwater did it but i've heard of like a lot of good shooters that are going that way right now or you know before outlaws is over i mean dude i would love to be one of those guys like well i felt like most that could just hold a pin there but Mm-hmm. Dude, I hate it, man. I will hang out at six o'clock all day if I have a freaking pin. Yeah, I, dude, I think even people that are used to just jamming a pin there, I think every so often, under pressure or for whatever reason, for sure, uh, it'll change them, and then they'll want to see it. You know what I mean? They'll see what they're aiming at. So, um, yeah, that's freaking cool, man. I didn't know that. You ran, yeah, you ran three pin, three hoops. A little while, and I, I the sticker thing I kind of just came upon this year, and it it just worked. I don't know if I, I mean, I'll probably set the next lens up that way, um, uh-huh. just because I've gotten used to it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's something calming when you can see the entire dot. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, it certain shots, man, they feel like like effortless when when the ring and everything is is properly uh sized to the dot granted when you get some really small dots and you got a lot of space between your hoop and the dot you're shooting at mm-hmm. that can cause a little bit of like over aiming and shit but not as much as like when i had a tiny little pin dancing around a big dot i just the movement was too much and i just freaking locked up it seemed like right right well damn dude yeah. there's definitely yeah. something to try I can, I can, you know, I have a handful of friends that I know are going to give that a whack. Yeah, it's something to mess around with, especially the color thing. I, that was almost something I found almost on accident. I mean, I certain colors I like, the green, the yellow, and all that stuff. And then the orange would kind of just give it a harder. That was on the outside. So uh-huh. It gives it kind of a, a little bit less. A, that color doesn't wash out as easy as like the yellow does. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of makes it a little bit more of a solid line that you can see. And like I said, I don't run with the light on all the time. So it, it really just looks like a, a fuzzy black ring. That's not, it's kind of, it's, it's out of focus enough that it doesn't, it doesn't take away from what you're really looking at. And that's the dot, you know, right. You can kind of, it's just in the, in your periphery and, it doesn't scare you too much, I guess, or at least at least me. I, I just hate getting around that dot and covering anything up. So right. if I can if I can kind of blur it out a little bit, and if I need to make it look bigger, I can throw the light on and, and turn it up a little bit and, and shrink that inner diameter, you know, a skosh, and, and it seems to help. Are you running a, a Zebro's light, or are you, do you have, like, an uh, Ultra View? No, it's an Ultra View. Ah, cool. Ultra View 3. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Damn, I'm gonna have to give that. A, oh man, I'm I'm such a I'm a black dot shooter. <laughs> you know, I, I shoot the same so, black dot all year long, but they, I I've caught myself peeking all the time. I'm super curious of doing that. I mean, if I can't see like any of the yellow, that might be okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> you get, I don't know. It gives like a big dot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's it's gonna be weird. I don't know. I mean, I think right now I could just. Put the yellow in the middle of my hoops, and it'll probably be yeah. Okay. I bet you can pound with what you're rolling with right now, dude. Shooting right. at 1528, you you can. I'm pretty sure how you got it set up, you can shoot anything right now. Yeah, it it feels good right now. So I'm I'm actually I just got like 30 Vegas faces in the mail like last week. So oh shit, it, it's almost time. I'll start messing <laughs> oh with shit, dude! Thing. I got I got my I got what did I got. I think I got 20 
Vegas faces, and I was thinking I was getting like ahead of everybody. <laughs> oh, <laughs> might have still, might have still wrapped up. Looked like a newspaper sitting on the counter. Yeah, dude, so mine. Hey, so Elliot, do you plan to do all the um, like the indoor money shoots this year? I don't even know what they are. All I've ever done is shot sectionals and uh, state. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I think you know everyone knows who you are now, so I'm sure everyone will be. Um, banging your door down um, about these, but there's going to be a handful of indoor shoots in California okay. or Northern California, at least. And uh, I'll be sure to, to let you know so you can come. Yeah. Put the, you know, put the fire to everybody. Oh, I'll, I'll come play that if you'll, uh, if you'll have me. You know? <laughs> dude, I, I'd love it. Dude, no, you just cut the humble guy <laughs> shit. All right, dude, we know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> we all know who you are. <laughs> oh, man. I, hey, like I said, I haven't done it with a freestyle, so it might just be weird. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, so here's my other question. Uh, do you plan to get your pro card? I don't think so. No? I, I don't know, man. Um I can't stop not setting my sight or shooting the wrong dot still. Like I said, I only had one good showing at Outlaws this year. I don't, I, don't, I had a, a good showing, you know, and I've shot, I shot really good, but my, I don't feel like I'm mentally a pro yet. And yeah. I, I don't know. The missetting of the sight thing is, is a damn killer. And, you know, I've, I've definitely done my share of that. Yeah, it, it sucks, man. I was going to be two down last Sunday. And I second target from the end, I freaking smoked one of those pine trees. I mean, it was like bad and I shot too. It felt so good. I was like, I'm about out of this damn rain, gonna go back under the center and park somewhere and dry off. I was so pumped to be damn near over with it. Oh, and damn. I walked up, stake said fifty. I set that little sight on the side to fifty, which was sixty six, and yeeted that thing. <laughs> Damn. So when I can stop doing that shit, I'll start thinking about pro or what have you. <laughs> well, I, dude, I, I'm sure it's gonna happen quick. I, I, I have no doubt you're gonna, you're gonna tease that out in no time. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, man. I, I hope, I hope with the, the new property and being able to shoot a hell of a lot more, and uh, I think I might be able to actually shoot indoors. I have a shop on this property now, but it's God, gonna take damn. a little budget. I can't shoot 20 quite, but I can get damn close. So I think I'll, right. if I can stay shooting, you know, through the year with, with indoors and stuff, I think I'll definitely, yeah. I kind of don't, I mean, I don't pay too much in the indoors. I don't know if I'll be, able, I want to try Vegas, but I don't know if it's in the cards or not this year, but it, it's nothing else. It's a good way to stay warm for next season. I, yeah, I when totally. it's not a lot indoor, it helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same dude. Pounding indoors kind of sets you up for success when it comes to when the outdoor season starts. Yeah. You still, you're still building that shot and that's, you know, come to find out super important. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, Hey Elliot, thank you for uh, being a guest on the show, man. My pleasure, dude. Big fan. Oh dude. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan, dude. <laughs> uh, like, I, I, I always say, you know, when someone comes on and shoots some kind of, stellar score like okay your score i did what you did but when i did it i shot a fifteen twenty four. like what you did is the score that i wanted to like ascend to at some point and i have you yet 24 yeah i shot 24 uh when you, when you won it yeah like years ago man i was walking through reading all year thinking you shot a 29 and i was like i gotta mm. step my shit up 
Not that good. I am not that good, sir. No. <laughs> I wish. I mean, that would have been cool, but damn, dude. Like, um, uh, a 28, that is phenomenal. It, I want to, it feels like a fluke, man. I mean, I appreciate it. No, um, dude. It's no fluke, dude. You, you're saying it's a fluke because you did everything right. And, but, dude, you've done everything right more than once, man. You did it in Fresno, too. Yeah. Fres Fresno worked out. Fresno was good, man. It's, yeah. uh, it feels good to to leave a weekend fully uh, like you left it all out there and everything went off without any. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I always feel like like little mishaps where you know you shoot the wrong target or you misset your sight. It's kind of like there's still shit left. Yeah, like you just said, like left out, left on the table, kind of. You know. Yeah, and that that was like my one of my big reasons for wanting to run down there was like I had. Uh, the spring warm-up and Lodi both with a dropped arrow on my card. I'm like, dude, I was shooting freaking good, and that damn score doesn't reflect it. I got to get a clean one under my belt before we go up to Redding. And it, that made a big difference, I think, was was hitting Fresno beforehand. Yeah, like mentally. Like, got you, yeah, got you going. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, it that confidence, man, that I big time noticed that this year. Like, if, if, you've, or if you know your shit's pounding – and it's all on you. That's all you got to do. You don't got to question anything, any equipment, nothing. It's uh, it makes it a little bit easier, yeah. a little less scary. Oh no, you'd be unstoppable out there. Yeah, yeah, dude. Well, dude, uh, I appreciate you coming on the show, Elliot. Like, you gonna rock that belt buckle? Like, be honest, you gonna wear that? All right, so. I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. I don't want to take the buckle <laughs> off that I ran the whole year with. And so it's sitting on the shelf with uh, a couple other pictures I, I hold near and dear. And uh -huh. uh, it's looking pretty on the shelf for now. Um, what kind of buckle? What, what buckle do you run now? It's a, it's a Peter shot shell. So it used to be Remington Peter shot shell back in the day. Uh huh. Old bell buckle. It says Peter's got a duck on it. <laughs> this old vintage ass belt buckle I've been running for a while. Ah, that's cool, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I I'll, I'll put it on my son's belt one day. I never, um, I never wore any of the buckles that I won. Uh, kind of out of a superstition where I felt like if I wore the buckle, it would like wig me out into thinking I had to live up to some kind of image. Dude, yeah, that's a real. So thing. I never. I, all all my buckles are just sitting in a big box. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, or yeah, small, know, box. I, small box, small box. If I threw it on, I'd have I'd like I'd have the I'd be wanting to like tuck my shirt in so everybody could see that. <laughs> shit, I don't want to be that guy. Polish it up, <laughs> real bright. <laughs> I'll leave it on the shelf. Well, congratulations, um, Elliot, dude. Like, um, I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, man. This show's been a huge help, man. That whole uh, sharpen your steel with your buddy steel or whatever that saying is. is, uh, <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's what we're going to leave it at. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real thing, man. I learned a lot on this thing, man. It's, uh, oh, well, thank it's you, dude. A good thing. Thank you. Uh, well, I can't wait to shoot with you next, man. I mean, it's, yeah. it'll probably be a while, but uh, I look forward to it. Yeah, man. It was good talking to you. Cool, Elliot. Well, thank you, brother. All right, man. You have a good one. All right. Take care, man. All right, you too. See ya.